It's hard to put into words that feeling you get when you experience a pure Rocky Mountain getaway. Whether it's the thrill of an epic hike or the tranquility of small town charm in the village of Estes Park, Colorado, it's a feeling they know well. Only a 90-minute drive from Denver, and you're surrounded by awe-inspiring views, endless adventure, and a picturesque downtown with restaurants, shops, breweries, art galleries, and family attractions. Start planning your Rocky Mountain escape now at www.visitestespark.com. Oohs and ahs included. Put industry leading, difference making, and tomorrow shaping on your to-do list. Explore Deloitte Technology Careers at deloitte.com slash techcareers. And engineer your future at Deloitte. Podcast is intended for mature audiences. The views and opinions expressed are those of the panelists and do not reflect in any way those of the podcast partners, sponsors, or affiliates. Enjoy. Hi, this is Michael Buffer, and you're listening to the voice of the people. Let's get ready for Boxing Voice. Every day I'm hustling, 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 hustling. Hey, Dad. Every day I'm hustling. Every day I'm hustling. No matter what nobody say, man. Can't nobody fuck with me, man. You know, I can't be fucked with, you know. Daladie Beyonce Productions. Whether you pay to see me win or you pay to see me lose, you're going to pay. Look, if your kids still got to eat. to watch, you know, any footage of a, a fighter, I mean, because I'm Floyd Mayweather, everybody got to watch me, I knew eventually I was going to have to fight Oscar, I feel like, um, I feel like he was straight up and down, no really no special effects, boxingwoods.com, how can Canelo have the biggest deal, your, your deal is for 300 million, and I made, I made 350 million just in one fight, and you're fighting on the app, boxingwoods.com, I'm a king, Okay? Mm-hmm. I eat a feast. When, every time I eat, I eat a feast. And when I get up from the table, I don't give a fuck who get the leftovers. At the end of the day, follow my green print. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to another morning edition with the Boxing Voice Radio. I am your host, Nesta Gibbs, joined alongside absolutely no one. We'll wait for them to show up. But today we're going to be talking Dubai, Jamel Heron, Carl Frampton, and the young Shakur Stevenson. It looks like there's a deal in place if Frampton were to win... His fight Saturday night versus Jamel Heron seems to be a deal in place and Shakur Stevenson is the WBO mandatory. So there are very, uh, there are a lot of people excited at the prospect of Frampton and Shakur. And, you know, credit to Frampton that, is saying he'll he'll go on to face Shakur if he becomes, you know, the first three-time champion from Ireland. Um, I don't know that he really does it, right? I, I guess it's all dependent. Even he needs to see how 
the fight plays out. And the, and by fight, I mean the fight between him and Jamel Heron, right? Like, he could take some punishment. It could be a tough fight. You know, he could get injured. So many things can happen uh, before he can truly commit uh, to this fight. And so many things have to happen before he can commit to this fight. And then there's old age, right? Where he's like, well, I'm a three-time champion now. I'm the first champion uh, out of Ireland to be three-time. I don't need this fight anymore. I'm going to retire like I said I would originally do if I lost the fight. Why not retire on a high versus a low? So, you know, for Shakur, uh, maybe he gets a shot at Frampton and maybe not, right? Maybe he gets an opportunity and maybe he doesn't. Uh, I could see... Shakur basically versus anyone. I'm going to check the WBO rankings right now in the 130-pound division and see who could they slide in there with Shakur if Frampton wins the title and vacates to retire. You know, um, at 130, it would only be the number two, Jeremiah uh, Nakatilia. Frampton is the number three. Let's screen share this for you. Just so you know where we're at. These are all the sanctioning bodies, including the ring. And this is the WBO here, second column to the left. And uh, Shakur Stevenson is the WBO mandatory. Jamel Heron is the champion. The champion is facing Carl Frampton, number three. The number one is scheduled to face the number two in June. And then... I guess Supernova could get a shot. Abraham Supernova, the Puerto Rican Dominican. Um, Man, Gabriel Flores maybe can get jumped up. I don't know. Lamont Roach had a shot. I don't know. Is he he, he going to get... Wow, these rankings. Yep. Mm -hmm. Archie Sharp, I think he's a UK zone, right? Yep. Yep, yep, yep. UK zone, 19 and no. Nah, man, not on that level. I don't know. I don't know, man. I was hoping Burchelt could get thrown in that situation. He's number two in the WBC, as you can see right here. But he's not ranked in the WBO. If Bob Arum could get him ranked in the WBO and Frampton, if he beats Herring, vacates... Shakur versus Burchelt would be good. And the only reason we're going through this whirlwind of names and mix, mix and matching is because I believe if Herring wins, he will not fight Shakur. You know, they're, they're friends. They, they, they've trained alongside each other. I just, I don't see it. Shakur is willing to fight him because he's he's trying to make legacy, you know. Um, but I don't think Herring will be willing to fight Shakur. It's a tough fight. It's not really necessary for Herring. And if, you know, I, the thing is, if he wins, what is he going to do? He, he, I just seen him post a video saying, you know, people say I struggle to make weight and he pulled off like 10 pounds worth of sweat. So it's like, you can't move back up. He started his career at 35 and had to move down. So I, I don't know if Herring wins. I mean, he's in, a, he's in a tight little situation there. But this goes back to our conversation yesterday about top rank not doing a good enough job of promoting uh, all fighters in their stable. 
See, right now, Heron is taking on Carl Frampton. Carl Frampton is obviously the biggest name in the division uh, on that top-ranked side. And they could have had, you know, Shakur simultaneously taking on Oscar Valdez. Now, the two champions defend their titles, you know, uh, for, for Herring, Frampton's a big name. For Valdez, you know, I, I know he wouldn't consider Shakur as big a name as Frampton because Shakur isn't as accomplished as Frampton, but I believe that Shakur's, like, hype of being this next Mayweather, the next Crawford, the most skilled fighter, I mean, I, I think that's enough for Valdez. Get him early the way Mayweather did Canelo. I don't understand why... Why this isn't a thing anymore. But, you know, uh, a lot of these guys would much rather wait for these people to have bigger names. But Shakur's not going to get a bigger name without beating the names in front of him, which are Valdez. And and, and for top rank, having four 130-pound recognizable names and a fifth one in Miguel, uh, Miguel Burchell, they should have put... Shakur and Valdez together for the, for this year or something maybe maybe September, but this Jeremiah Nakatali Nakatalia whatever like it's like this isn't this isn't what Shakur wants and then they this is what they do they like they only feed their fighters WBO ranked guys like damn can't they go get Tevin Farmer for Shakur they can't get uh, oh, I know Shaki Foster's in a freaking uh, lawsuit but I bet you that'll get him out of lawsuit if if, if if they send an offer to Lou and Lou's like, look, I know we in, we about to go to court, but they just sent this offer. You want to rock out? You know, like there's so many other names, but, 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 you know, they make them fight only the guys in their, you know, top 15 as if it matters, right? Because every time Shakur gets to the door of the champion, the champion vacates. So like, what does it matter for you to keep fighting up your way up the rankings? It happened to Jamal Charlo. It happened to Devin Haney. It happened to uh, Shakur Stevens. Like, what does it matter for you to stay there fighting the number two to, to somehow secure your position when they might not even give you the fucking champ? When you could just look to the left, you could go to the Ring Magazine top 10, and all those names are sexy. You know, Shakur versus Tank, beautiful. Oscar Valdez, beautiful. Joseph Diaz, love it. You know, Burchell, I want it. Herring, it ain't gonna happen. Farmer, give it to me. You know, I even take a Rockamoff after his performance with Joseph Diaz. I'll take it. You know, Colbert, please. Please. You know? But, but, Jeremiah Nakatilia, like, come on, man. It's, it's like hilarious, man. I, I swear. I, I, I guess, you know, I, we're... It's hard to put into words that feeling you get when you experience a pure Rocky Mountain getaway. Whether it's the thrill of an epic hike or the tranquility of small town charm in the village of Estes Park, Colorado, it's a feeling they know well. Only a 90-minute drive from Denver, and you're surrounded by awe-inspiring views, endless adventure, and a picturesque downtown with restaurants, shops, breweries, art galleries, and family attractions. Start planning your Rocky Mountain escape now at www.visitestespark.com. Oohs and ahs included. Put industry leading, difference making, and tomorrow shaping on your to-do list. Explore Deloitte Technology Careers at deloitte.com slash techcareers. And engineer your future at Deloitte. Not promoters, right? So it's like, 
you know, they're laughing at us. Like, look at this fool. He wants me to put my 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 my, my franchise fighter in Shakur in, in a fight with Tevin Farmer for no belt, which means nothing. Nah, I ain't doing that. And I get their way of thinking, but like, I think a Tevin Farmer fight does more for Shakur than fucking staying in line with Jeremiah. So many names out there, man. Give him, give him Claudio Marrero. Nice veteran name, puncher, you know, been around the division for some time. Nah, can't get that either, huh? It's just like, boxing is getting real corny, man. After being in it for so many years, it's just like only the top really get to eat. Everybody else underneath the top, they get the scraps. They get thrown, you know, the, the, the Eric Molinas of the world and shit's like, oh, here you go. <sighs> Eric Molina, you know, everybody's wore that jacket. You know what I mean? It's like, yo, boxing is crazy, man. Boxing is crazy. And then if you're like the, uh, a new guy, it's like, oh, well, what has he done? What has he? Well, he's trying to fucking do you. <laughs> he's trying to cook you, man. You know, what has he done? What has he done? And this, this is when you need the promoter because it's the promoter that can squash that what has he done hype. It don't matter what he's done. We're willing to pay to show you what he can do. And that's that's all that we need, you know? That's all that we need. But as promoters, you know, they say they want to let these guys off the leash, but they they continuously give developmental fights because Jeremiah and Akatilia, come on, man. Like, these dudes don't mind paying Shakur. Is that what it is? I'm a little lost here, right? Like, didn't they pay him like half a million dollars to fight in the pandemic on a non-title fight versus a no-name? Like, I mean, when is it going to get like, I don't know, frustrating to them that they have to pay this kid? Like, he beat up Felix Carbajal or Caballero uh, in June for 400 and something thousand. And then they put him in with Toka Khan Clary, which that's a decent name, you know, common name with Kid Galahad and maybe one or two other people, you know. Uh, but it wasn't the name Shakur was looking for, but it was a decent name. It was a decent name, you know what I mean? Um, but again, how much did they have to pay for that? It's like you you paying this dude a lot of money for fights that ain't no one showing up to. We're just not showing up to that. And promoters need to understand that, and networks too. I was having this conversation earlier with the producer, and I, I didn't feel like going in the text, man. But what I was saying about the zone yesterday is that you got two unrecognized names, two names that we can't pronounce. At least put one in there that the world knows so that the interest is on him and you introduce us to the other unpronounceable name. You know, don't put two dudes in there where it just looks like somebody started fucking slamming on their keyboard. You know what I'm saying? Fix that up, man. Fix that up. Like, yo, at least as well. Like, promoters, smarten up. Man, where's your social media managers and, and, and like, I don't know, publicists at? Like, these, you know, Michael Madoffs and uh, Akmali Dabi Davidevs or whatever. Like, give them a fucking nickname. Didn't y'all see what they did to Sergey Kovalev? Real quick, his name was The Crusher with a K. Crusher, 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 Kovala, Crusher, Kovala. Then you start hearing them talk, man. Like, yo, we need a, 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 some sort of gimmick. It, 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 I'm sorry. That's what we are, bro. Like, we 
are passing consumers. You have to get us to stop. There's so much for me to do at the same time as these cards. You have to ensure that I come to your network. You have to ensure that I come to see your programming. Do that. Do that. Let me tell you, man. I've been with AT&T, I don't know how many years, man. You guys heard me the other day. I made the switch. And it, and it goes to my point. Look at all that these other companies are trying to do to get you out of your contract. You understand? They value customers, right? So if you're with said company, they're willing to give you eight, nine hundred dollars to get out of your contract, right? What does that nine hundred go to? Maybe you owe a phone, right? Maybe you were on a contract with your previous uh, cell phone provider and you owe on your device. So they buy your device out for you so you can come, you know? Then when you get there, they're giving you Netflix. Then they ain't done. They want to give you $50 credit, you know? Like, we are paying consumers. You know what it is to have residual money? And that's what these subscribers, that's what we are as subscribers, man, to ESPN and to zone. The problem is that you guys don't value yourselves. When you start to defend these networks and promoters, you don't value your time or your money, you know? I'm giving you the rights to auto-draft. Come on, man. You better give me something. You better give me something. And don't make me look for it. Showtime, well, rather, I said the wrong network. You know I ain't mean Showtime at all. HBO <laughs> never did that. HBO was in your face 24-7, you know, promoting, promoting. They had ring life. They had 24-7. You know, they they they, they had uh, the, the Freddie Roach show. You know, they had the Jim Lampley show. You mm -hmm. know, it was just so much shoulder content. Now, you know, I, I'm supposed to be the one searching to, to <laughs> learn about who you are putting on the network. No, 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 no. You're supposed to educate me. But Francis, good morning. What up? What's up, y'all? Big up yourself, what are there? Y'all there, there, broad. Big up your damn self. We appreciate you so much for tuning in. Shout out to my Lord and Savior for another one. We thank you so very much because without you, none of this would be possible, man. Shout out to everybody out there, man. It's Friday. TGIF, man. Thank God it's Friday. And right now, we're talking definitely Carl Frampton versus Shakur Stevenson in front of 50,000 in Belfast. That was supposed to happen before, but you know. If that can happen, that would be amazing. One for Shakur, you know what I'm saying, to kind of build onto his legacy as being a global, a world phenomenon fighter, you know what I'm saying, fighting in Belfast, fighting here, fighting there. So uh, shout out to Shakur Stevenson if you can make that happen. But um, Frampton has to get past Heron first, and you know what I'm saying, that's a, that's a mountain of a challenge to some, and to some it's an easy challenge. So shout out to everybody out there, man, and uh, uh, let's get it cracking, man. Ness, what's Yo, happening, this, bro? This is, this is why I always want Rob to be a host, but he's not... He don't have the like the you know the skin to oh, to always be attacked. Yeah. But but he says people in Uzbekistan are educated, which is a counter to to me, you know, saying the Dzon needs to educate us on the people they're putting on their network. But what Rob doesn't get is that Dzon is trying to break into the U.S. market. He keeps failing to realize that. 
you know, these guys that are like the zone shells, you know, they big up the zone, but they fail to realize they attempted to come into this market. We didn't ask for them to come. We didn't know who DAZN was. We didn't say, hey, DAZN, come give us U.S. fights. They attempted that. So now you don't want me to tell you or my audience, for that matter, when they're failing at their attempt of that? Or are you now saying that this card is targeted only for Uzbekistan and not for U.S. paying customers that are subscribed to DAZN? I'm, I'm, I'm really lost because you said, you know that they're educated. I mean, I'm sure they would be educated on their own fighters. They can actually read the names. They can put that alphabet together. You know what I'm saying? Uh, it's different for them. But what about for us? What about for us? That's that's what's important. Yep. And, um, you know, it may sound like I'm in a bubble, but I'm not. When Mario tried to pin me to one, I seen both of the co-main and main event. I can't pronounce the name, but... I've seen their two last fights, and that's why I'm making such a fuss. Because you put him in with a Danny Roman, you put him in with an Eric Walker, and now you're going to this. You know, this is like, okay, what is this? You know, right. You're supposed to dangle the carrot, not, you know, give the carrot to the person <laughs> and let them eat it. Because why am I coming back? Yeah. I, this is not, this doesn't get me back. But I understand I've upset a few DAZN shells and unhappy people that wanted the zone to take over i want them to take over hand to god i want one entity to be controlling boxing if it's the zone amen thank you jesus if it's pbc let's rock and roll if it's the zone i'm all in i mean uh top rank i'm all in but we do need better control you know and some tweaking and some of those tweaks can be you know a little bit of publicity maybe uh you weren't i don't know that you were here or not but like i said maybe giving some of these uh difficult named fighters a nickname you know i think main events did a good job with crusher right yeah <laughs> you know what i mean i think that was a pretty cool well, or, or, or was it hbo right i don't know well actually they were where they were uh, Sergey was doing his thing before he got with HBO. He had the name already. Yeah, but uh, nonetheless, though, I understand what you're saying. When you have these difficult names to pronounce, um, that could be a mouthful for the casual fan. Mm -hmm. You want to kind of make it something that is it's catchy, um, it's it's easy to remember and easy to pronounce. You know, what I mean, it kind of it, it makes it easier for them to consume. It makes it easier for them to want to look out for this person and watch them. So I agree with that. I mean, but shout out to those, I mean, around the world. Like I said, the zone is a global app. Um, the numbers are proven to be a little bit bigger on the European side yep. things than it is on the US side. So that's why they're continuing Which to Which is strange though, right? Like if, uh -huh. if 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 they get better numbers from places like Uzbekistan, why wouldn't they send Gennady back to Kazakhstan? Like He's got to be that the biggest star. Yeah, that would make sense. He's got to be the biggest star in and around that area of, of any stands. You know what I'm saying? Like, Because they've been talking about that for a while. Remember, I think Billy Joe signed twice for a, a, a Kazakhstani fight with, with Gennady, you know, and it never really happened. Uh, not not to say that those negotiations were with the zone or anything. I really don't really remember, but I know that Billy was in line for a Gennady fight like twice in, in, in Kazakhstan, which never happened. 
Um, yeah, but but I wonder how's the pandemic over there since they're going over there. That would be good to know. Like, what is anybody know in the chat what's going on over there in Uzbekistan, man? Let us know what's popping. And what about it, in Dubai, Midi? I know you there, man. Send me like a message or something, uh, just to inform the audience, right? Because like, did they go to Dubai for Frampton and 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 Herring for money, or are they able to have fans out there as well? Well, you know, anytime they go over into the, you know, what I'm saying that, uh, into the the all country, it's usually for the money, but uh, the fans. Um, should be in attendance, man. I don't see nothing wrong. No. I don't think it shut down like that, to be honest with you. Dubai? I doubt it. Did you see the picture of... Uh, let me see if I can find that picture. Pull that up for me. Pull that up for me. It's a picture of, of Frampton and, 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 and Herring at the face-off. Damn, I, I, this is not the one I want, man. Let me see if I could do the hashtag. Because the prince looks so funny, bro. Like, in a, in a like excited way like he's the way he's looking at uh frampton and heron is like he's so sure they about to have like this bond burner i wish i could find a pic i, I had seen it on twitter they're yesterday. like that for most fight didn't you see how excited um the 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 last prince was for when aj went man they they, they love that combat oh, stuff this man is it they, right here i think they get yeah yes. they get happy happy yes, man this one is and there's it. a lot of princes out there Jeez. yo look at this it's actually on frampton's page i didn't know now I know how I bumped into it. Look at this guy, the way he's like, he got the little eyes like, yeah, it's about to go down. And then Heron's so much taller, you know, and, and you know, throughout the years, I've, I've, I've learned to realize that your height means absolutely nothing. Sometimes it can be a disadvantage for certain yep. fighters. They, they get beat to the body because they're so much taller than their opponent, man. I used to be like, oh, he's taller, he's longer. And uh, I don't know, man. A good little man always beats a tall man is what it seems like. But that prince is definitely excited. Yeah. You know, he's into that's, it. That's how you know the money. Yeah, that's how you know they're going to bring the money and more uh, big events over there, man, because they're excited to have it. You know, they're excited to host. Look at this. I have a question that I want to ask you. It's a little bit of a sidebar, but I don't know if you can answer it for me. For me, two things went into my mind. One, it's either Jamel, Ch Jamel Heron looks extremely in shape. Or he looks overtrained. That's just my opinion, and I'd like to know oh, just from where, the look. Where, all right, but where'd you get like overtrained? What 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 do you mean? Like what just look the, is giving you it, overtrained look? Huh? Just what? like on his face, just look like somebody that's been that's been like at it for a while. You know what I'm saying? Somebody that's I like mean, tired. He has. He has been at it you for know, a while. You know Remember, what I mean? Right, been... That's what I mean by overtrained. Like he like he he ready to get it over and done with. Like he been training for like I don't know if you know what I mean. Nah, like he been walking for like an hour. He tired. Like nah, he been training for him. And remember, he's been training since November. I think I, I'm. Let me share it for, for you because ESPN uh, went ahead and 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 and. and took well, he the definitely premise. wearing that 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 time on his face, man. <laughs> I tell you that. Well, yeah, man. Um, he's been at it for a while, uh, waiting for this fight, bro. Frampton just look a little fresher to me, man. Like I'm looking, he just looks a little. Uh, just fresher, but that that could be me. Um, John Empower, I'm sorry, John Empire Power number one with a ten dollar super chat that says USA is the global power with global reach and a powerful currency, and with cultural capital. Ness is right. Promote in the USA. Yeah, I mean, again, dudes from other countries they get mad. They think that we're that that like we're being like, you know, with our nose in there. Like no. You know, boxing, you know, 
we own it. We don't own it. We don't own it. But, you know, it just so happens that the Mecca boxing is here. Like, it, that's just the way. It was before my time. I, I couldn't tell you why they call the U.S. in different parts of the U.S. the Mecca boxing. It's just the way that it is. If it changes to hey. another country, you know, amen. But until then, yeah, boxing is an international sport. But, you know, the same way the phrase is, like, if you make it in New York, you can make it anywhere or, you know, go to L.A. and you could be a movie star. That's come to America and you will be a boxer. I was you just about to say that because for basketball, the New York Knicks is is the mecca of basketball. They haven't won shit in years. The May Police for hockey in Toronto. That's the mecca of hockey. That's where it all began, baby. They haven't won nothing in years. So, like, come on, man. This is what it is. You know what I mean? The mecca doesn't always have to be, you know what I'm saying? It's just it's just where it all started. That's where the history is. So here we have Jamel Herring uh, in November 2020 saying no days off next to Crawford. Then again in December, said hard day in the gym, but if it was easy, everyone would be a champion. Hashtag Semper Fi. And then again in January, and that looks like he might be sparring Maurice Hooker there, right? Or Bud, actually, that's him and Bud. It says, great sparring with my bro, Bud. So... This is January, you know. Um, he says, I really appreciate him coming out to camp to help me prepare both mentally and physically. I'm really excited for my next fight. Please stay tuned. So, again, making the case for you is ESPN showing you just how long he's been in camp. Now, here he is again in February saying, good morning, run up the mountains with my brother Bud. Uh, now, and really, now we're in March. Now we're in March. At, it's, it's literally April. You know, so November, all of November, all of December, all of January, all of February. I was watching February. the press conference and I'm seeing him sitting beside Bomack and I'm looking at him like, yo, it's either Heron's in like, like, he's either in peak, peak shape or your bro looks overtrained. Like, he looked tired, man. He looked drained. But that's, that's not just true, my eye test. I hope not for, obviously, we want to see him put on a stellar performance, man. I just hope that ain't the case. And you know what I'm saying? We don't hear that after the fight, but I just thought I'd bring it up. It's something that came to my mind. It's I've been thinking about it, and yeah, man. Yeah, man. You're poisoning everyone's minds, man. Yo, Ronald Finkley with the super. Did you get that super chat? Uh, no, I didn't. Yeah, Ronald Finkley with two dollar super chat that says Shakur got Valdez shook. No, Shakur. Yeah, 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 yeah. I don't know what I said no for. Let me see. Um, we got sent some audio. Let's see what this is about. Welcome to the official weigh-in, Jamal Semperfi Herring! Is that how you say it? Semperfi? No. I'm pretty sure they fucked that up. I thought it was... Hell yeah. I thought it was like Semperfi. Please welcome oh. to the official weigh-in... Oh, 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 oh my. Yo, he called them Sympathy or Semperfi? What do you say there? Semperfi. <laughs> what in the world? But cheer, man. So... Uh, I love that Frampton is baiting Shakur in because we ain't talk about that. You know, uh, very strategic of him to say certain quotes before the fight, how he believes 50,000 people will be in Belfast for this fight. And I'm not saying they won't be. I want them to be. I know that Shakur was willing to go to Leeds to fight Josh Warrington. He'll be willing to go wherever he's got to go to fight Carl Frampton. Uh, and I like that Frampton again. Nice, hold on a second. No, keep going, keep going. I like that Frampton again is baiting him in, bringing him over to his 
home territory so that he can have that, you know, A-side advantage. So uh, I love it, man. I love it. Let me go get my first guest, man, before he think I'm over here playing. I'm going to just hit him up. I hit him up. Wait, oh, he's on the phone, this guy. All right. Well, that's what happens when we short. Let me see. That's what happens when Doomy takes off and Mario takes off. Well, if you're just tuning in, we're talking Carl Frampton, Jamal, Jamel Herring, and Shakur Stevens. Shakur Stevens is the mandatory for the WBO. Sorry, Herring, Ness, that was Mr. Hunt. My apologies. After the show. Go ahead. No continue. problem. Herring and Frampton uh, will, will be doing battle. And if Frampton wins, he believes he can host that fight versus he and Shakur in Belfast in front of 50,000 fans. Do you think that, like, what is your projected date? You know, Frampton wins Saturday night. When do you think he and Shakur get in the ring? Uh, I'd say late. To, I, I, would, I would say if it happens um, by October, November 2021, that would be, that would be right after that whole Canelo, um, you know what I'm saying, uh, excuse me for saying circus, but the whole Canelo show comes and goes uh it's a perfect time for them to bring that fight up man that would be that that next mexican fighter great fighter you know what i'm saying fighting another slick uh maybe mexican jesus another european fighter fighting a slick uh black fighter in belfast correct you're talking about frampton right in belfast yeah november december that'd be a good time that'd be now, good too because that'll be right think- after that'll be right after josh taylor fights um ramirez so if he wins He'll be like the king of Ireland. So that'll be that'll be a good fight. The city, the country, will be buzzing. I wonder that. what's the situation in Belfast right now because fifty thousand sounds like no pandemic. Hell yeah! So love it, man. We love it. Hell we love it. Um, what do you guys think, man? Do you guys think what month do you guys think that will happen in? We on froze, froze. What's good? What up? What up? Can't see you right. I don't know if you got your camera on or something, but let me see. Oh, there we go. Gentlemen, gentlemen, uh, allow me to bring on the trainer of Demetrius Andrade, Mike Velos. Mike, how are you? Good morning. Thank you for taking out the time to come on the program and talk a little bit of boxing with us. How are things going with yourself? Great, great. Good morning, gentlemen. A little cold this morning, but... Or it's to be expected in New England. Yo, it is cold, and it, it, it hit me all the way. I'm all the way in Florida, man. I, I, I'm, I'm from the tri-state area, but I relocated this year, and uh, it's a little chilly even in Florida early, early this morning, man. Mm. So listen, I wanted to get you on because uh, obviously I feel like you, you, you go. You, I don't want to use the word underrated, but I want to be. I want to use the word like unnoticed maybe you know under the radar under the radar as well that, that'll work underrated. you know um yeah I, well underrated i don't want to say i i, I want to say he just hasn't 
reach like the you know the the the, the Freddie Roaches and the, and the Robert Garcia. It took time for them to get there, and it's gonna take maybe more than just one fighter, unless you know your fighter right. beats Canelo. Unless he beats Canelo, though. I mean, he he beats the top. The world's gonna know who you are. But um, I think what drew me to you is that you look so young, Mike. How old are you? I'm 36. Oh, wow. You are young. Holy smokes, man. And you've yeah. been doing this with Boo Boo since he was young. Like, can you give me that story? How'd you hook up with him? And how'd you get a guy that is as talented as he is to, to train with you when you don't seem to be too much older than I mean, how old is Boo Boo, right? He's at least 30, no? Mm-hmm. Yeah, oh, we man. grew up in we grew up in the same gym. Okay, we grew up in the same gym. So he had, he of course uh, was younger than me. I was when I first met him. I was thirteen at the time. Wow. So he was uh he must have, he must have been around I want to say like eleven. Hmm. At the time when I met him, yeah. So we we grew up in the same gym. Uh, his father helped me out. Also, another trainer by the name of Jose Santos helped me out uh, develop develop my uh, my boxing knowledge and game. And after a while, just his father was like, "Yo, come come over here. I want I want to show you a few things." And the rest is history, brother. So when, that's what you call from the mud, right there, man. I just had to shout that out. That's what's up. Right. Go ahead, nice. So when did you take over full time? Because I remember uh, a Huntington, New York fight. I think uh, Demetrius Andre fought on a, a Algerian. Him were on the same card, and uh, Virgil Hunter might have been the trainer for Andre at the time. And and at one point, even Andre Rogier helped out, and the father helped. Like, when did you take over full time? Full time. I've always been around, even when I, even when he was with Virgil and them. I will, I've always stayed in the New England area when he went out to California for a little while, because around that time, him and his dad had a little, uh, not I wouldn't say a falling out. He was, you know, fathers and son in this business. They had their moments. Yeah. So he went off. He went off to continue his career. Because remember, it is his career, so train don't stop. But we've always kept in contact between between the years during that time. And I never, I never, so I never really left his side. I always was in the back of, was always in, in his corner telling him, yo, just keep doing your thing. Of course, it's a workout. And by the grace of God, it has. So, like I say, I tell everybody, at the end of the day, his father is the, is the man that taught him everything. You know, I was just lucky enough to be accepted in, in, the, in, the, in the family, in the corner. So, I maintain the gentleman, the man. And my knowledge has grown exponentially with, with their help. So, um, like, I'm, I'm blessed. Everybody would say I'm lucky. And, I'm, I, and I say I'm just blessed, brother. Nah, man. To be around greatness. Amen to that. Listen, so I seek you out because I watched the uh, Chris Mannix interview that Demetrius Andre did with, uh, you know, uh, with Chris on the zone. And then I watched the Brian mm-hmm. Custard one that he did on Last Stand Podcast. And, you know, it's not like I haven't met Demetrius. You know, I got my own interviews with him that have went pretty viral. Him taking some shots at Canelo. You know, I've been around his career for a long time before the dreads, you know. So, but 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 I felt like I seen something different in him uh, in this uh, Brian Custard interview. Did you happen to catch it? 
Uh, I've caught bits and pieces. Like somebody sent me a half a snippet when he went when he was going. Uh, when he was imitating Charlo, I bet. Really yeah, yeah, that's that's <laughs> that's what I caught. I didn't catch the whole thing yet, but yeah. it was from what I did see. It's an awesome interview. It was. I, I, let me ask you a side question. At this point, is it like difficult to go and look for any interviews he's doing uh, because you you kind of live in the life with him? Um, I wouldn't say it's difficult. It's like I just, with all the other stuff around, I really don't pay attention to too many interviews. A man does so many interviews, yeah. really, because any any people that that hit him up, he does an interview with him. So every every day there's a new interview or a new little snippet of something, or a couple of a couple of my people's around the around the state send me something new. Mm-hmm. Well, I just I just look at it like, damn, but what else you gonna say? Well, it was a fantastic interview, man. He showed uh, so much personality. I, I, I start telling my audience, I believe he has like a, uh, a, a, a career in stand-up, man. I didn't know he was that funny. Impersonations oh, and the everything. Oh, man, the man's hilarious. Hilarious. The man's bro. hilarious. Him and, him and his father need their own need their own uh, reality TV show. I'm telling you that. Yo. You got to see when they really go when they're going in. He's funny, man. So, it's do crazy. you watch tape, yep. uh, Mr. Velos? I do. I, I do. I, I, I'm, I'm usually mostly the, the, the one that watches most of the, the tape on Fighters. Okay. And, uh, again, you didn't watch the interview, but I'm sure uh, Andre has expressed this to you. And if not, I'm going to give you the, the general gist of what was said. Uh, Brian Custard asked him a question about a comment that Andre had made calling Dominic Ingle, the trainer of Billy Joe Saunders, the drug king. So, you know, mm-hmm. he, he explained that a few of Ingle's fighters have tested positive in the past, and that's why he believes, or he calls them that. Uh, do you hold that right. same opinion? Do you think that uh, Ingle's fighters are, are or can be shady because of the past? I mean, I wouldn't. I wouldn't say they they can be, but if the shoe fits, you know, as they say, walks like a duck, quacks like a duck. Usually, it's a duck, but I'm not saying per se. But I, I wouldn't put it past them. This game is a dirty game at the end of the day. So any edge that somebody can get, if they can get away with it, that's why. That's why we have a lot of testing now. All right. And and do you believe and that you know what I'm glad you brought that up because in that interview he let us know I didn't know that you see that should that should have been something he been with saying he's paying for people's vada and his own that's yep. amazing man that's that's, are, yep. that's yep. I mean he should have been that should have been a headline let me tell you no one is doing that that should have been a headline that he's willing to pay for his opponent's vada and his own that's a beautiful thing man that's a man that doesn't want to be cheated and wants to be on an even playing field man and uh. He needs to get more respect for that because there's not many people doing that. Um, so I was going somewhere else when you said that, yeah, which you was you rolling. Go ahead. It was going to Liam Williams, and do you believe he has real power? Since you do watch tape, but you also said if it quacks like a duck, then it's a duck. No, it's, it's, it's the man seems like he has, he has general power. I don't, I don't see him with the real explosive like Triple G wild power. But I mean, he got a punch. He's got a punch. He's got. But like I said, it depends on the opposition. 
when the, when the opposition hits level or, or above, you don't really see that power come into come into play because the guys know how to roll with the punches, move, block, not stand there. The major uh, going back to Liam Smith, you didn't knock him out. Mm-hmm. And the guys, the guys, if you look at that fight, a guy looks physically smaller than you, and you couldn't you couldn't put him on his ass or nothing. So yeah, I'm, I'm not gonna take nothing away for he. He does have, I believe, he has about 14, 14 KOs on his record. Kudos to him, but I don't really think he has devastating power. He said he's gonna. He said he's gonna smash my boy. I doubt that. We'll see. You gotta. You gotta really land something. Flush. But not taking any away from from his record. I just don't see it per se to him landing anything on Demetrius Andre clean. What did you, you think? Guys, you guys are gonna see some shit. What did oh, you, but that's no, it. No. That's all. That's it. All right, go on there. Sorry, I, I'm sorry. I didn't know you weren't done. And, and, and Francis, if you want to jump in, go ahead. I don't want to hog. Go ahead. You good. Continue. I'll continue. You're you sure? back. You sure? I yeah, don't yeah, want you to lose yeah. your thought, man. No, positive. We good. We good. So uh, I guess I was going to go into uh, asking for your thoughts on Andre versus Keeler performance. I feel like, you know, I kind of I kind of got like disappointed in that performance you know like and i look i'm not a fighter so i'm not trying to offend but like you know he looked a little wild if that am i right there do you think he was or or was he just going for the kill he got he was a little excited boo came out all all engines firing so he wanted he wanted to prove a statement like if you really go back to that second that second knockdown that we dropped Keeler with, really count. If you if you do your own little count, I counted to eleven. Mm. As soon as as soon as Keeler's ass touched the touched the, the canvas and his head hit the rope, I counted to eleven. Like even even our manager even said like, it looked like the it looked like the ref might have counted a little slower than usual. Not to say anything against you know, but. I thought he had him on the second in that second round. So, yeah, we're looking for um. Oh, sorry, I went to talk. No, go ahead, go ahead. Oh, I wanted to know uh, how you doing. This is Francis from Canada, by the way, Francis, Francis the Praying Mantis. I wanted to let, I want to ask you. A lot of people, a lot of the boxing community, boxing fans, you know, the hardcores, of the mindset that uh, we haven't seen that a performance from Andre that would want us to jump on our soapbox and demand one of them big, big fights. You know what I mean? Is this the fight that we could look forward to Andre lighting up his name again in the boxing communities and circles? I'm looking forward to it. Also, we're looking to make a statement. Like, I know we're not we're not looking for a KO, but if it, of course, if it, if it presents itself, we're going to take it. We're not going to shy away from that, but I'm looking to put on. We're looking to go 12 rounds. We go earlier. It goes earlier, but we are looking to make a statement, and they can't run from us after this. Right, we're gonna get this out there. Who, who else? Who else are they gonna put in front of us? And it's. I want to get this out. It's not us picking the fighters. We don't do all that shit. It's like whoever they put. It takes. And this whole boxing community that knows it takes two to tangle. Not everybody wants to jump in the ring with Demetrius Andrews. I have to ask you a question, sir. I, with all due res- with all due respect, I don't believe 
personally that Liam Williams is that fight that's going to get everybody to unless it's a knockout that's going to get everybody to say oh you need to fight um him um Triple G Canelo one of those bigger names Charlo one of those bigger names next um are you of the mindset that this is a name that can really make them you know what I mean no I respect respect that I I don't uh, uh, going into it at first, you don't believe you don't you wouldn't believe that because of the name, of course. Nobody really knows on this side of the pond. Liam Williams, they, everybody's always saying this is just another another pick'em fight. It's a two and this is another bump. At the end of it, like I said, it's not us. It's not us. We tried it. We, we gave the offers out to, to to other fighters. We we don't get the same reciprocate. Everybody says we we don't have, we have a big draw. Sometimes it's, it's not even us. It's really they don't want to fight us. Mr. Velos, how let, you? How uh? Go ahead. I was gonna say. Let me ask you. Uh, Andre said on the Brian Custard interview, he was like, "To me, and I'm quoting Andre says, to me, seven million is a lot of money. You tell me seven million, I think that's a lot of money. Maybe it ain't a lot of money to Charlo. Maybe we need to offer him a little bit more. You know, that's how we're gonna get this fight. Do you believe seven million dollars was a fair offer to Demetrius? I mean, from Demetrius to Charlo for Charlo to leave Showtime and come to the zone, or do you feel now the way Andre feels now uh, that maybe they need to give him a little bit more? That maybe this is a bigger fight than I, they I thought. Mean, I mean, that that seven million is a very very appetizing offer, and it's also so that we would have went to them. It's not like we just. He, it's in his contract. He doesn't have to fight on the zone. We could have went to to Showtime or PBC if the you know if it's all agreeable and lucrative for both parties. But I would I'd say seven million dollars is a hell of a fucking offer. But remember, the At seven the, the seven was going to have to be for Charlo to leave his network because Demetrius can't offer him seven to go to Showtime. So he he got to wait for an offer from Showtime. So that means the seven that y'all offered him was for Charlo to come to the zone. But um I think it was a good offer too. But again, like let me let me have you uh think a little bit more on the subject, right? The way that I debated it with my audience and my co-host was the zone, the same broadcaster that Demetrius is uh you know uh associated with gave Mikey Garcia seven million off a loss to fight. Vargas after he lost to Earl on PBC they gave him seven and DAZN they gave Kovalev 14 million 14 million at that age after he looked the way he looked versus Anthony Yard the fight before now don't get me wrong you know to me that was a great win for Canelo because he just beat Anthony Yard but he almost lost to Anthony Yard. Anthony Yard the one gas, and DeZone still found 14 milli for that fight. And, and guess what? None of them fights I mentioned was a unification. This would be a unification. This would be a big fight. Right. I'm, I'm not saying it's not worth seven or more. I'm just saying, you know, other people getting in and around the same amount of money for not unifications, right? And then you got like Ramirez. Uh, I think Eddie gave top rank four million for that, and and that was a unification in the, in the hundred and forty pound division. But that was four, so that means damn, right. you know, maybe Jamal got a point. I'm not saying that he does though, because I think they need each other. Let that be clear. Like Jamal has nothing on his side of the street either. 
I mean, the build up, the, the hype, hype around that fight, if we can make it possible, is, is as you guys see it, it's huge. But like I said, seven million to me doesn't look like a bad offer, at least to start with. If if that was the case, that that that's a good negotiating uh, starting point. Feel me? Hey, coach. Uh, thanks for coming on the boxing voice. Uh, uh, since we're speaking about offers from other companies, has Andre gotten any other offers from any, any other promotional companies? To my knowledge, I'm not too sure. I, I just for like the one fight, you know, like the what we were just speaking about. I mean, I think he's speaking directly like from, did you receive anything from Charlo's like to come to Showtime? Maybe no. Like, no. No. Yes, that's exactly what I was asking. That's thanks. Yeah. Um... So, 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 Mike, man, you know, you know, Andre all his life, and and obviously we talked about his personality, how funny he is. What do you think uh, Eddie Hearn and Matchroom need to do as his promoter, or is it someone else that needs to do something, not the promoter? Like, what that, do you? That was my question. What do you think needs to be done to get him, you know, on Can that I level? Can I off of that? Yeah, Can I piggyback ahead. off of that go real ahead. quick? I just want to know, like, do you feel he has to do uh, like a tour, like uh, how you know, like, you know how, like, and 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 part of my expression, sir, um, you know, like Flo used to, you know, go out and about and be at basketball games and this event and this event, making himself visible for the for the casual fans, you know, what I'm saying to attach himself to him. Do you think that's something that maybe Andre has to try and do a little bit more, or is it on just a promotion? Eddie Hearn in the zone. I feel it's more on the promotion side. Now, we've done stuff like that in the past and still not really reciprocated what we thought, but it wouldn't be another bad idea going on a little... He does that from time to time, does a lot of uh, community events out in his area and also in the Boston area, but yeah, it's more It's more in, in, in you guys keep on pushing pushing that question out there, making everybody uncomfortable, because the more uncomfortable they get, the more they're going to say, like, all right, well, so what, what is it? Nah, why, you know, why ain't you guys getting... He so, said yeah. that in the interview, man. When Brian asked him, like, what's it going to take? Andre said it's going to take for the people to get behind me, man. And, 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 you know, since then, you know, we talked about the Brian Custard interview and now we've scheduled you and we're going we're gonna to continue to try and do our part um, because it, 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 it does yeah, sound... Yeah, listen, I, I'm I'm gonna be honest. I, I'm part of the problem though. Like, I, I definitely have been on my soapbox. Like, come on, man, who Andre for? Why he deserved Canelo? Like, I feel like all these young dudes sitting around waiting on Canelo. Meanwhile, he beating everybody. Like, they say the Callum Smiths and the Billy Joes are, 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 are you know, that the Canelo's on a Euro tour. But like, why ain't nobody else fighting Callum Smith when he had the belt or Billy Joe when he had the belt or? Why ain't nobody else jump up to 175 and fight on... If Kovalev so old, why ain't no... Why Jamal Charlo ain't do that shit? When I asked this trainer, I said, Ronnie, you think Jamal could have moved up the same day and, and beat... He said, no, nah, I don't know. So then what the fuck? So how are we not giving Canelo credit for it? You know what I mean? Like, I think everybody need to make their own lane. And, 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 and that would be beautiful if the Charlo, uh, you know, Jamal and Andre did that. And he said it in one of his interviews. Like, like we we can't stand around for Canelo all this this for whole real. time. We all we gotta fight each other. So he de he decides who we gonna fight. Well, I don't know, man. With Andre being such a such a great talker, somebody so eloquent, you know what I'm saying? Uh, good looking dude can fight amazingly. 
I don't understand how it, it, it it's so hard for it to the, the the drum the drum to start beating louder and louder and louder uh, on the honestly, fact that Andre is that type of fighter. Like, you know what I'm saying? He's proven everybody in the boxing circuit knows what type of talent Andre is. Come on, man. Unless you play like nobody don't know what boo-boo talent is. But at the end of the day, are they trying to like blackball him? Are they trying to like leave him till his prime is passed? Like, I don't get it. Like, is it, it, the team gotta get more 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 aggressive with pushing? Andre, like, what got to happen? Yeah, the team, not Andre, like, like Eddie and the money, they need to get more aggressive with them offers because Andre's already been to press conferences. He's already, you know, called the Charlos out in Barclay hallways. And in, yeah. I mean, it, it, he, he can't keep doing that all his life. He needs the, the backers. But Velos, let me ask you that, uh, Mr. Velos. When you guys signed to the zone, seeing Canelo and Billy and Callum and, and, and even Gennady, I'm sure you thought you was going to get those fights. Oh, yeah, definitely. That was just, I thought it was, to me, it was like a kid on Christmas Day seeing all the presents in, under the tree. Like, all right, we're going to have a hell of a goddamn morning ripping all these shits apart. What's up? What's the first one we getting? And then to come to find out, like, nah. He's got he he's got his fight he's got his fights on this corner Triple G got his fight on that on that corner you you get this and it started off like, right. nice it started cool. off nice because yeah. you guys were supposed to get Billy it was Billy who tested positive for like you know some nasal spray yeah 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 that's it was all set out he tested he tested positive for for that PD and then. We we fight a tough a tough South African. And that man was up uh Arthur Cotton Dako was one hell of a fighter. Oh man, how do you pronounce his last name? How do you pronounce his Arthur last name? Arthur Cotton Dako. Cotton Dako. I was Yo. probably the only one that said it right because I asked him. I asked him at the wing, like, how do you pronounce it? Now I don't want to butcher your name. Oh man, I butcher it all the time. I call him like yeah. Akinwande. Akinwande. <laughs> I, I, I purposely call him Akinwande. When I tell you that guy was. He was taller than what what they said, and they said he was in height. Cause the man looked like he he grew a couple more inches. Damn. Dang, overnight, huh? But but but, but you see, yeah. So so shouldn't you guys put your foot down? Cause it's like you keep getting thrown these these difficult fights that you won't get the credit for. Like no one is out here. Saying like, yo, remember Andre beat that tall African Akinwande? Like, we not doing yeah, that. And meanwhile, then the you went, you went in stop. a tough fight with him. Mm-hmm. Like, and then, after we, then we had Avakov that gave Billy Joe a hell of a fight. I still think he But that, that was Billy a fat Billy Joe, one, though, man. You know that was a fat Billy yeah. Joe. Yeah. That, that, that Avakov is, is a hell of a fighter anyway. You got to look at his other name. It wasn't just, he didn't get outclassed. He didn't get outclassed. He looked somewhat doable. Uh, I'll tell you what. Uh, I'm one of them fans that if Andre does the job against uh, Williams, that uh, I'm going to be the one from the state to give him credit because I think this is going to no, be one too. of his toughest fights. I don't know about toughest. Oh, yeah, I believe so, a man. Believe, see, a lot of people believe in that Williams hype because he was so building my, up like he's the biggest and baddest, man. I got a question for you, gentlemen. I got a question for you, gentlemen. What do, what do you think we need? A devastating knockout? Yes. A domination performance? Listen, 
What, 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 what when Canelo, when Canelo fights, out. when Canelo fights the Liam's, Williams of the world, he knocks him out, man. When he fight Rocky Fielding, they get knocked out. Callum Smith knocked out. You know when it, when it's this level, Yeardum knocked out. Like he don't play with the with the fool, man. You gotta not play with the fool. No offense, mm -hmm. Ness. Williams ain't no Yildrum. Williams, Stop listen. Williams lost. Oh, Williams, not. Williams, not. but 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 coach. Williams lost to Liam Smith, who Canelo bodied. So so that's what I'm saying. So if you Andre, you gotta do the same thing that that, that that Liam did because Canelo beat Liam. It's just that simple. Like for me, I want Andre to look like Canelo versus Yerdam in this fight because. If they say he's not on Andre's level and Andre is special, show you special. Because when Canelo get in there with someone who ain't on his level, man, it look like they ain't on their level, you know? When he in there with Laura, it's tight. When he in there with Triple G, it's tight. But when he in there with someone that ain't on his level, we know it's, it's, it's an ass whooping. I'd just be happy with a master right. class either way because Liam Williams is going to come forward all night. Then, so I'd be happy with just a master class boxing performance. Like a Billy did, Joe did, did a to David Mew. I'd be excited for that. Yes. We'd be selecting with a jab. We'd be Uncle with a, with a jab. All yep. these guys that, that they give us and give other fighters a hard time, he outclassed them one handed sometimes. So, Coach, I got two questions from the people, and then we're going to wrap it up. We don't want to take too much more of your time. We got Big Casual that says, what's up, Coach? Which one of these three unification fights do you think Andre is most likely to get first? Charlo, Triple G, or Murata? And which order would you take them fights as his coach? In a perfect world, of course. In a perfect world? It'd be in a perfect world right now. Murata has a WBA, so I go with the WBA one just to get going. Chalo would be my last choice because just just on the buildup, the buildup would be phenomenal. And if he, of course, if he maintains his title on his next couple fights, a perfect word, I go Murata, Triple G, and and Chalo because we know Triple G doesn't have that many fights left in him. Uh, side He's question. To get good payday in the end. Side question: Since you've been around so long. How much of a friendship does does Andre have with Jacobs? Like, isn't that a fight Yaka asked the zone to make for you? And even if he's his friend, man, don't friend, man. I, yo, Francis, my friend, and we trying to eat together. If it if it's lucrative for both parties, they'll do it. That's one thing he's always said. If it's if it's like if we both, my boy, he's making he's making this money. He got a family to feed to. We got a family that's good for both. Both of us agreed to it. We could do this, but but that's that not a call done. out fight. That's not like one y'all gonna be calling it's for. Not, it's not. It's not something. Yeah, it's not something he would go right for it. All right. The and Jacob's moving up anyway. I, I believe. To what? He's already at sixty eight. He ain't moving on no more than that. I know. Not yet. Uh, last one, Coach from Rue in the five hundred four. That's New Orleans. He says Charlo told Ness is which is me at the WBC convention that a fight with Andre does nothing for him. What's your thoughts on that? But this right, was 2019. Like this was 2019 in, the, oh, in that, Mexico. That was, that was back then. That was back then. Now, now 
he's looking to say he wants to, he'd rather fight us and unify than fight David Benavides. I guess that's a big boy thing. Oh. I would like to see that. Thing. Wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. I'm about to put you in that yeah, situation. I'm about to put you in that. Do you think Andre could move up and beat David Benavidez? Yeah. So you said yeah, yeah, casually, like you think is you you said yeah, yeah casually. So it's like so 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 he's not a tough fight at like who's the toughest fight for Andre at sixty eight. At sixty eight, that'd be a, it'd be a wouldn't be too much of a tough fight, but it'd be a it'd be a tough fight. I'm not saying he's gonna be he's gonna get demolished and get all that because everybody stands right in front of David. You gotta move around on David. We could move we could move for for twelve rounds. Okay. And Charlo on the last stand podcast said that uh, Keller Plant is too small, bro. Come on, he's too small. Do you think Andre could beat Keller Plant? Because obviously Jamal feels he can beat Keller Plant. Caleb's a great fighter, great champion. We've had him in camp before. They've had a few. They've had a few hard rounds in between, and uh, yeah, we'll keep that right there. Hmm. Wow. So they worked already. Okay. All right. Yeah. yeah you think? You think? I mean, I said last question ten minutes ago, Coach. You're going to cut me, question, man. man. I'm, getting, I'm just man. getting warmed up. I was about to say, was that Earl Spence, Demetrius Andre thing real? And and you think we'll ever see that fight? Like, is there? You think? Errol will catch up to Andre and we could get that fight? I mean, in a perfect world, why not? I think it was just, you know, banter between fighters, but why not? If if Earl wants to move up and he decides, yeah, we want to test out, try out, we, we come out and fight with Demetrius Andres, hell yeah, why not? We'll take that fight in a heartbeat. Do you think Andre Earl Spence is a big fight? Why wouldn't it be? All right. Now, listen, I'm I'm trying to I'm trying to help here. I'm, I'm trying to help here. Remember, Canelo already he already trying to sink his teeth into Earl Spence. So you know, uh, uh, let's follow suit. Then he's gonna say as a rehydration clause or some bullshit like that. So you could do the Mayweather route. You do the Mayweather route. You gonna say we gonna fight Earl with no no rehydration clause like he did no, for Cotto. But of coach, course. that was the last one, I man. Two questions. I got two uh -oh. questions. I got two uh -oh. questions. Hey, coach, I gotta ask you two quick <laughs> questions. I know you gotta go, but real quick, these are you know what I'm saying boxing world famous questions from Francis the Praying Mantis from Canada. Here we go. First question hey, is: What would be your okay. pre-fight meal? Before you go out there and, and train and, and get in that big fight with Boo Boo, what would you eat before you do that? Me myself or, or, or no, you yourself, a, yes, coach, Boo -Boo. you yourself. You want to know what the trainers are getting me, into? Me myself, me myself. I actually, I'm a pancake guy the night of the fight. I have a pan. I like breakfast because my 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 ass is. I sleep in the I sleep in in the morning. I probably wake up around one. I have breakfast. Breakfast will be my pre-fight meal. So a couple, couple chocolate chip pancakes and some fruit on the side. I'm good. And what is your, what is your post-fight guilty pleasure? Like I, I got to have it when this fight's over. Oh man, shit. Depends, depends where I'm at. If I'm in, 
if I'm on the East Coast and we're in New York, I got to go to Junior's and grab a cheesecake. Junior's? If I'm on the West Coast, if I'm in the West Coast and my, my man Sharik Mendes, which is Boo Strip and Conditioning Coast, is, is off to Roscoe's for some chicken and waffles. He, that man put me onto it one time and it's, it's man, it's like crack. Right? You got to watch out with that <laughs> Roscoe's. That, it caught you. <laughs> I love it, man. Thank you so very much. I appreciate your time. Right, um, no oh, one final one, if you don't mind me asking. Is there any particular music you listen yeah. to before you uh, before you guys do the ring walk yourself? Is there anything you do to pump yourself or calm yourself down? I, I listen to everything, man, from, from classical music to country, hip-hop to Spanish music, my brother. Like, it really depends. If Knowing in Miami is going to be softer before before we go in. I'm hey, putting coach. on at least a, a one, 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 one of the other. Hey, Coach, being from Providence yep. and the last name Velos, you Dominican? Yes, sir. Ah, de lo mío. Okay. I didn't even know, <laughs> man, but I said, damn, wait a minute. Velos, uh, Providence, there's a lot of us out there. <laughs> All right, champ, yes, that's yes. what's up. I did not know. Look at that. That's what's up. Because uh, it's just you, you, Joan Guzman, and Hector Bermudez. Mm -hmm. Those are the only three Dominican trainers I know. Off the top, yes, anyway. Off the top right now. We have far and schedule with Hector this week, actually. Because I know his, his man, Gungor, is going to be on the undercard, too. That's another, be on the lookout for him. That's another guy you, what? he's going to be world what's, champion for a while. What's Hector's fighter's name? You talking about uh, who? Gungor. Oh, okay. Carlos okay. Gungor. Yep, yep, yep. Well, Coach, man, thank you, man. Hopefully we get you back on uh, when, when the fight gets a little nearer. We were supposed to have Liam yesterday, but he's 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 been uh, working hard. He's been working hard. Yeah, he should. He's going to have a hard night. <laughs> going to have a hard night. Coach Velos, man, give out your... Oh, actually, I didn't want to let you go. Sorry, brother. I need to know what's the like what what's the story behind the Gorilla Hands logo on your gym. Talk to me about that. It's a brand new gym. How new is it? And how long did it take you to get it? Because it looks huge. Uh, I opened up December of this year. I got this gym up and running in November. In a month, I, I, I turned over. We just got the key in November. All you guys see that was in a month, in, in four weeks' time. Bro, the my ceilings still finishing are so up the high. Logo. Thank you. My man's just finishing up the logo itself. He's an artist by the name of Ariel Cruz. And uh, he was the one that was like, yo, bro, I, I got to show you something. He found these. He, he found the logo, messed it up a little bit. He's like, because, you know, you train monsters. You got you got all these guys. Might as well put the gorilla hands up. I was like, all right. I like it. So that was that was it. That's you how the also, gorilla hands came to be. You also do boot camp uh, out there, right? Yes, sir. So you still find the time with a world champion, elite level fighter, because he, you know, everybody calls him elite. Everybody thinks that he's the. He actually said he's the best out of that 2008 class uh, on the podcast with Brian Custer. But how do you still find time? Man, there's not enough time. I just make it make it happen, brother. My mom told me as soon as you as soon as your feet touch the ground, hit the ground running and keep going. So uh I barely you, see my dad. You you was born here or, or you you know how because I'm I'm born here, my parents I, are from over there. I, I was I was born in New York and my parents are from San Francisco and Macquarie, both of them. 
Okay. Funny story with them. They, they were from the same area in DR. They didn't meet each other until they were out of high school in New York. Yo. And they went to the same high school. Mine's is so similar. Uh, my, my parents, my father's from uh, San Pedro de Macorís. And they did know each other over there, but they didn't date till they got over here. And my father came from Brooklyn to New Jersey to to, to snatch her up and shit. But yeah, I'm screen sharing your boxing classes and your 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 your, your, your um, phone number for the gym. And they see your schedule for anybody in that Providence area, or if you want to take a ride, uh, you know, how long is Connecticut from Providence? That's probably even further, right? Uh, depends on what part, because we're right at the line. If you're at the beginning, like New London area, it's only uh, about a 45 minute drive from from New London this way. Mm, I might send you somebody. I got a guy named. Yeah, send him by. I got a guy named Coach Myers. He's a basketball coach, maybe like uh, early 30s, and uh, you know he's going to be taking on an exhibition fight in the next couple of months. So he's looking for a trainer. I'll see if that's not too long of a drive for you. But, uh, man, Coach Velos, thank you so much. This was very, very uh, informative, man. I didn't even know you was Dominican. And I was so interested in in your story. Let me screen share a couple of these pictures for our live audience now so they can see how young. fried chicken from Roscoe's. Look how young this guy looks, man. I can't believe it. Look, next to uh, Andre Rogier here, he looks so young. When Boo-Boo, when Boo-Boo got his, won his first title, I was 26 at the time. Wow. Woo! Shout out to you, man. Shout out to you. That's, uh, you have any, any sons? Shout out to Boo-Boo for holding you down, uh, yo. No, just a, just a daughter. Just oh, a daughter. Just Beautiful a daughter. daughter. So no, no, no one to take mm-hmm. the reins of the coaching. Not yet. Maybe I a grandson. Have, I have my nephew. Okay. Have my, I have my nephews and then my, 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 other little, my other little cousins that are always around me. Okay. Well, Coach Velos, man, uh, thank you for coming on and sharing your story with us. We look forward to getting you back on, man. We wish you guys the best. Thank you, guys. Appreciate you having, guys, having me on. No problem. All Take right. it easy. Be good. Peace. There you have it, ladies and gentlemen. Coach Mike Velos. The coach uh, of the what? Demetrius Andre, the WBO. Boo-boo. Middleweight champion of the world. Um, yeah, man, I, I, after after his, his his episode, those two interviews, man, I'm I'm he's got me hooked, man. I'm in, man. I'm 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 gonna do my part, man. You know, and there's a lot of funny people in these chats. Oh my god. They're like, oh Ness, Ness is all on the Andre train now. And it's like yeah, am I am I not allowed as a boxing fan to change my mind? You know, am I not allowed as a boxing fan? Like, if you beat my favorite fighter, am I not allowed to like now like the fighter that beat my favorite fighter? Like, boxing is so weird, man. Um, yeah, definitely weird in that regard, for sure. <laughs> for real, they be like tripping, like, yo, you can't be a, you can't be a, a a fan if you ain't from that country. You can't do this. You can't do that. Sheesh. Come on, man. Y'all smash that thumbs up button if you haven't smashed it yet, man. Public service announcement. If you haven't smashed the subscribe button or the join button, this is a time that you go ahead and do that. You go out, you come back in, you hit those buttons and let YouTube know that you enjoy what you're watching and what you're listening to. Also, you know what I'm saying? Wherever you download the podcast, go ahead and do yourself a favor and do that. You know what I mean? Tell a friend to tell a friend. We appreciate you, man. We're rocking out right now. We're about to go to the callers in a few minutes. We're about to wrap up our final thoughts. I'm assuming that's. Yeah, man, let's do it. Let's do it. 
I mean, you know, for me, I guess the final thoughts are going to be, hopefully, uh, if Heron wins, you know, hopefully, um, they find something else for uh, Shakur at just as big as the WBO title at one of those two names. And well, hold on a second, Ness. You didn't even tell me what date you think this fight would happen. Sorry to cut you with, with Frampton and Shakur. I don't have no date, man, because, you know, I want it to happen when it's uh, COVID is not holding it back. So, it's you know, and, 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 and if and if and if uh, my man believes that Belfast could do 50,000, then I want it to happen whenever that can happen, because, you know, that's that's what's biggest for the fight. So we go that route first. And then we'll double back, and 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 so we'll go Valdez first, and then we'll double back when it's possible and do that fight. Yeah, just just for the money. That's that's a bag fight. I mean, hell yeah! If Frampton wins, you ain't mad that Valdez is not fighting you. You know, Frampton is the bigger name, and now he's a champion. You know, and you know you fight him in front of fifty thousand, man. The stories will be wrote. Uh, about what you did that night, and 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 it's up to you. It's it's up to him to to, to do what he's got to do. You know. Yeah, he'd be compared to Crawford, Spence going over there, grabbing that title and bringing it back home in front of fifty thousand. That'd be a good look for Shakur. But over there, it seems like they're lagging behind on this whole COVID thing. Seems like they're the last to uh, take that step forward. When Belfast- as far as time, as far as timing. You know, to get the fight on it, like uh, Francis was asking. Seems like they're lagging behind, but I don't know. Rumor has it late May they're going to open up all the way, so. Yeah, we'll I mean, they're, they're thinking June, too. That's why, uh, you know, uh, a, you know AJ Fury keeps talking Wimbley now. So, you know, look, we got a few months. One more month, two months, two full months for my birthday. So don't forget to subscribe to the YouTube channel and help us get to 120 thousand you know we trying to get up there right now we're at 118,291 so tell a friend to tell a friend to tell a friend we out here we working man we went live three times yesterday three times interviews with Demond Nicholson interviews with Keith Thurman I mean great boxing talk throughout the day but uh let's go oh, out yo. to the phone lines what up, hold on, hold on. What up, before what you what do up, that before up, you do that Big up, yo. Big up to all the Jamaicans out there. Yo, it is Good Friday. It is Easter weekend. You know what we do Good Friday. We eat the bun and cheese. You know what I'm saying? The fried fish, Escovide, steamed fish, however you love it. So big up yourself. You know what I'm saying? And big up to all those out there celebrating, you know what I'm saying? The Good Friday, Easter vibes. Yeah. Go ahead. Yes, sir. Number to call in if you want to voice your opinion on this topic. one 569 Press 1. One time to voice your opinion. You could also add Nestor Gibbs on Skype to be part of the conversation. Let's go to... You didn't give us the five-star rating. Oh, Snokes. Yo, we need those five-star ratings, man. Keep us number one on iTunes. Best boxing podcast. Let's Remember to rate us five stars on iTunes. Subscribe to youtube.com slash the boxing voice for the latest and greatest interviews okay. with your favorite fighters. Hold on, Ness. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Watertown? 
we got to do protect yourself at all times, man. Go for it. Protect yourself at all times. Hold on a sec. Yeah, sorry. So shout out to Adrian Clark. You know what I'm saying? Protect yourself at all times. It's going to be supporting our event. June 12th, Watertown, Wisconsin. 16-ounce gloves, headgear are going to be provided by Protect Yourself at all times. Shout out to them. And shout out to them for always, you know what I'm saying, supporting our events that we have coming up. Shout out to Bravos, who's going to be um, providing us with the waste protectors, ground protectors, whatever you want to call them. Um, it's to protect your lower region from blows that you shouldn't be taking. Um, so shout out to Bravos for stepping up. <laughs> shout out to Bravos for stepping up and um, <laughs> and not getting uh, stepping up and uh, protecting our fighters and, and the people that support us. Also. Shout out to you, the Patreons, the YouTube members, you, you, and you, all you that signed up. You know, you, you hear me, you hear my voice, you hear my voice. Sign up, man. $200, get in the ring and swing. Morehouse about to do it. He's training right now. He's hitting the heavy bag. He's doing his walks every day. He's eating right. You know what I'm saying? He's putting on the beers. He's getting it popping. Somebody about to catch these hands for Morehouse. You can be one of those in front of four to 500 people at the bar. In Wisconsin, live on BPE Network. Can't Come wait, on, can't wait. Better than that, man. If that don't give you goosebumps, I don't know what will. You got to get there. And if you can't get there, click the button, man. BPE Network app. Ness, uh, let's go. I was looking for the Asian Clark sentence. Uh, we had something that I, we're supposed to read. I was looking for, but I couldn't find it. Well, um, what is the air date, right? It airs. The Protect Yourself at All Times series airs. I actually got the sneak April peek. 6th? It Fi airs uh, April 6th at 9 p.m. Eastern Time. On the Fight Network. Yes. Yep. It's a seven-part series, um, and it'll be airing on the Fight Network on, the, on their YouTube channel. And it'll be April 6th at 9 p.m. Eastern Time. That's New York City time. So... Um, this is a series you don't want to miss. If you're into boxing, if you're a coach, if you're a dad and you're taking your fighter through the amateurs, your son, this is all to help you maximize and not be taken advantage of. Remember, this, this series was created by fighters and boxing managers to educate people that are going to be potential fighters or that are fighters so that they <clears throat> don't get, again, taken advantage of. So if you know any fighter that is a relative or a friend of yours, you really want to recommend this because, again, this is going to give them the ability to do a little more for themselves without necessarily needing people and also is going to educate them on the verbiage in some of these contracts so that they're yep. not taken advantage of. Again, yeah. Real quick, let me give Adrian Clark the proper due that is respected. He goes, make sure y'all tune in to Protect Yourself at All Time seven-part series that will be airing on the Fight Network YouTube channel on April 6th, 9 p.m. Eastern Time. Trust me, this is a series premiere you don't want to miss. Check it out. Check it out. The Fight Network YouTube channel, April 6th, 9 p.m. Seven part series. Shout out to Adrian Clark and protect yourself at all times. Yeah, we should just get him on, man. Text to see if he awake. 
Yeah, so let's make it happen, man. But in the meantime, we're in between going out time, to Essex, New Jersey. Did we do this already? Here Remember he, to rate us five stars on iTunes. You can do it again. Subscribe to youtube.com slash the boxing voice for the latest and greatest interviews with your favorite fighters. Thank you, Davidian. Thank you, Davidian. God bless you as well, my friend. And hope you enjoy the day. Yes. You know? Yes. Yes. Uh, we got yeah, some wait for the border to open, man. I'm going out to Davidian to get right in this boxing, man. We got some. We got some super chats. We got Coach Rivera that says, "Hey, Mike, no se te olvides la camisa." Laughing my ass off. Damn, my bad, Coach. Um, yeah, Coach Rivera from Boston obviously knows Coach Mike Velos. We're going to Jordan Carter that says Chris Colbert beat Shakur Stevenson. Whoa, I can't. What? I, I won't even be picking that night. Those both my dudes. Yeah, you can't do that. I ain't doing that. We going out to New Jersey. Just like the king is what I mean. I mean, the king is what I mean. I mean. Here he. Hey yo, top of the morning. Here ye. What up? Hey yo, I'm just glad we talking about Shakur because um. Yo, it's a funny story, man. I, I was over at Primetime Chicken out in Garfield, New Jersey. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Maybe I'd get a free a free kill breast. You know what I'm saying? Mm. But I was over there. No no, no bullshit. Chris Colbert is, was in the spot. And guess who walked in there? Ooh. One Shakur Stevenson. Mm. Hey, listen, this is in Jersey. These guys are, are friends. I'm not saying that, that the money can't get in between that, but I don't see that fight happening. They, they might just get belted and, and you know sometimes the temperament you see the temperament of fighters nowadays you know they're very they're, they're competitive but sometimes they're more competitive than friendly you know what i'm saying so um but 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 definitely two good fighters in in the same neighborhood um you know i heard mario talking about the um you know the uh what was it valdez and burchell yo that was that was all duck sauce man like yo Shakur, the, the one thing he has going for him i think he could take the andre ward route in that he stays dignified. Whatever opponent you put in front of him, um, he's going to make him look like he ain't supposed to be there, you know. Um, and as he continue to move up, I think that's what he's going to do. Are there tough matchups as he moves forward? Sure. But you're talking about much higher weights later in his career. But now it's a lot of work on the table. Um, I mean, shout out to Boo Boo Andre. I, what up? I, I hate I hate that I did this. I'm just doing something in the back end and, and my brain's starting to click. How How old are you? I'll be 40 this year. I'm 39. Oh, man. What what month you turn 40? August. Mm. So you still considered young. I got a 42-year-old, <clears throat> weighs 200 pounds, trying to fight at cruiserweight. And he's only 5'7". All right. We'll talk about it. Is this for Watertown or, or what? Yeah, it's Watertown. He from the DMV area, 42 years old. Oh, wow, he for July 4th. Oh, shit, for July 4th, baby, okay. Uh, 42 years old, uh, 200 pounds, and he don't want no young boy thoroughbred. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> he trying to join the 40 and Nova Club. He ain't looking for no young boy thoroughbred neither. 
<laughs> nah, he just want to he just want to skydive to say he did it. I could dig that. Wow. Well, yeah, we, we, we'll talk about it because I'm, I'm I'm back working too, so we'll talk about it, man. We'll oh, they got you back in the office. No more from home. Nah, yo, they they got me back in three days a week. Okay, three days a week, and then at school at school starts to open up. You know, going towards it ain't crazy right now, but it's you know, it's about to pick back up, man. But it is cool. For sure, champ. Yo, tell your brother we said hello. Yeah, tell Jay say what up. No doubt, man. All right. For sure, man. For sure, man. Appreciate y'all fellas, man. You too. Next, I'm I'm a, you know you I'm gonna text you, man. I'm gonna text you I'm gonna send you some footage and we we'll talk about that. For sure. Listen, right. if you on Blog Talk, don't forget to press one. That's gonna let us know that you wanna talk. The number to call in once again, one four two five five six nine fifty two forty one. Press one one time. Voice your opinion right here on the Voice of the People Hotline. You can call from anywhere in the world. Also, by adding Nesta Gibbs on Skype, we're going out to Cincinnati Zone. Hey, hold up the time zone. Jumped up a bag with our mind on. Can't play when you here, get your life stole. If you bring it here, then the price grow. Don't jab in the punch in the line long. I drop a pigeon at nine go. We slap with the fake glass and white go. This only happens in Ohio. Wow. Next practice. Good morning. What's up? Moore's house in the building, too. What up, Morris House? You know I'm on the road. I ain't looking at a YouTube. What's good, player? What's good? Stay safe. <laughs> damn, why, Yo. why that shit sound like an accident? I'm like, damn, what the fuck? You guys on sound bites? Yeah, can you hear me? Yeah. My fault. I had a call come in, but uh. Shakur, even though I think Herring's going to win the fight, I think it would be better for Shakur if Frampton won because Frampton's willing to fight him. I think Herring will make up if, if he won. So I don't want Shakur to have to fight for another vacant stretch. Shakur's in a good spot. You know, like you said, if he, if he fights Frampton, that'll do good in the UK. And even if he don't get to fight Frampton, he's got some options. You know, he's got like... That beef with Buddy, so he can fight Blue Nose in a decent little fight. You know, you got like guys like Abraham Nova over there, who's you know pretty good at one thirty. So I mean, he's got some fights he can make in the meantime as they build that Valdez fight up. Because I do agree that fight would be better if Shakur came in with a badness and unification with him and Valdez. So those are a couple fights I'd like to see that's on his side of the street. Maybe Blue Nose and um. Abraham knows if he can't get Frampton or the Herring winning next, which he should. But right now they're talking about he's supposed to be fighting an African kid named Nakatilia or some shit like that. It's not like he's in the same position like Boo Boo and Bud. He has to fight these tough fights with really sexy names. So, you know, which number is the best one, of course. So y'all have a good one, man. But I'm on this road getting to it. Y'all, y'all. Take care. Yo, be safe, brother. Yes, sir. Shout out to Brandon out there, man. Snatty. Man, Yo. did you see uh, ha- uh, Heron on the scales? On the scale? Yeah. Nah. On the way? Man. I don't know how the hell he makes that weight when he's that tall, man. It looked like he had nothing on him. But he made it comfortably. He made it by like seven ounces. It's crazy, man. It's crazy. Gentlemen, gentlemen, real quick, let me go ahead and uh, bring on Coach 
Oh, that's why it ain't work. All right, let me see. There we go. Let me bring on Coach O. Coach, man, thank you for coming on. Good morning. How are you? Hey, man. Good morning, everybody. How you doing? I'm good. We're good. So, um... Coach, I, I, man, I've been calling Coach O for so long. I'm, um, uh, I know you're Kashar Elliott's dad, but I, you're definitely not a, a senior. So uh, what's the first and last name for anybody that's going to look you up after this interview? Uh, my first and last name is Amon Elliott. Amon Elliott. There you go. I'm used to Coach yeah. O, man. But uh, I wanted to get you I'm on. I'm used to Coach O, too. <laughs> oh, perfect. <laughs> Uh, I, I wanted to get you on, obviously, uh, you know, outside of training your son, Kashar Elliott, uh, who we last seen on a top-ranked card. You've taken on the task of taking Thomas Lamana to a world title shot with Islandri Laura, a very uh, known name in the boxing community. Um, so, yeah, I just wanted to, you know, interview you based off that and, 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 and get your thoughts. Why did you take on the Lamana task? Uh, I mean, well, you know, uh, opportunity like this is, um, you know, when you get that call, man, you know, um, you, you, you see these moments, you know what I'm saying? Uh, I had real good history with Cornflake, and uh, we're very familiar with each other, but we just never uh, locked in and worked together. Um, so, you know, when he brought this to my attention that he had the ladder fight, um, I'm very familiar with the Cuban fighting system. Um, I'm very familiar with you're Cuban Lara. yourself, right? Um, yeah, I'm, I'm 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 black and Cuban. Yep. So um, I'm just real familiar with with the system, their style, and um, again, being familiar with Cornflake, you know, I knew that um, I had a blueprint for Cornflake to uh, you know um, put it together so that. You know, when the night's over, it's and new, and it's Thomas Lamont with his hand raised. Um, so, you know, we uh, I work, I started working with him his last fight, his last fight uh, when he won um, a smaller title, like a little smaller WBC title. It was really a good fight to put him in position with Lara, and um, you know, we we worked on a few things, and um, he liked what I was showing him and, and, and teaching him and instructing him and. You know, he utilized some of those things in his last fight. And, and uh, from there, it was just on. We locked in and, and crossed the, you know, the T's and dotted the I's. And I've been in camp since, you know, so. I'm assuming he you, you got him sparring your son. No. What? No. So, unfortunately, uh, yeah, yeah. So, uh, Kashai, you know, we call him Horse. Horse was going to actually be one of the, the main sparring partners um, because of the style. You know what I'm yeah. saying? But Horse actually, uh, I didn't tell you, though, but Horse, Horse had a hand injury. He's nursing a hand injury right now. He was supposed to fight February 8th, but uh, he hurt his hand sparring. So, you know, he um, he wasn't able to make the trip. But yeah. um, we've been, we, 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 uh, we've actually found some very good, solid work. I actually just got off the phone with Ernesto, who was uh, Swift Hurst trainer. Yes, yes. Um, and um, one of yeah, one of his uh, he, he's me and him been um, communicating and, and putting some different things together. We actually have one of his kids, um, Aaron, who was one of Swift's uh, main sparring partners, and um, so he's up here helping us out. We had uh, two young men 
Deshaun Lee and Kid I Kill from New York. Uh, they'll actually be back down next week. Um, we just been getting the right looks, you know, young, hungry guys. And, you know, they're giving us the look that we need. And, and it's, it's, it's coming along real nice, real nice again. Beautiful. So I got to ask, man, um, you really think Cornflake can do it? Or I, you, uh, I mean, I don't want to say, you know, this. there's no way for this not to sound bad, but like, or are you here for the check? Because, you know, boxing fans are looking at his Jorge Cotto fight and we know that Laura's like 10 levels above Jorge Coda. And that fight was crazy tough. Right. Like, I know I know Cornflake all his career, man. I was going to the Bailey's and, and the Claridge Hotel and Casino when he was, you know, when he first started. So it's like watching the Coda fight is it, 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 hurting me because he's getting hit. So I could just imagine Laura being more accurate. Like, how are we going to help him not get hit? Like that by a, such an accurate puncher in Laura. Right. Well, you got excuse me. I, I, I put. I, I had to. I had to put put the mask on. Hold on. Um. So this is the deal. One thing about me, I'm not pressed for money. So this is definitely not for no check. You know what I'm saying? It's definitely not for no check. I'm not pressed for money at all. I hate losing more than I love winning. I'm one of them kind of guys. I'm very competitive. Um. Anybody that knows me from the amateurs, pros, whatever, fighters, coaches are like, I do not play no games when it comes to boxing. So this is, you know, you can rule the check thing out. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'll turn a fight down. Money don't move me. I'm just not, I'm just not cut like that. Um, Thomas's fight with Coda, I feel like, uh, and he'll tell you himself, you know, this is not um, me. I was actually at that fight. That was not the best. Thomas Lamana, um, and I and and you know through conversation with him, he didn't take that camp as serious as he was supposed to, and the Coda fight was more of an eye opener, you know, as far as like if you're going to compete on world class contender championship level, you got to put in the necessary work and go through the necessary channels to get the job done. So. You know, this was all stuff that uh, me and Cornflake covered before coming out here. You know what I'm saying? Because, like, I, it's nothing. I can get an opportunity like this again, and I may turn it down because I'm not on the same page as a fighter. So, you know, definitely not no check. You know, I, I really, uh, I believe in, I believe from what I'm seeing in camp, he's gravitating towards what I'm giving him and what I'm showing him. And fight night, It'll be a surprise to everybody else, but it won't be no surprise to me. I'm gonna leave it like that. Hey, Coach. Uh, thanks for coming on with us. But uh, when you first jumped on, you said you're familiar with the uh, the famous Cuban amateur style that is uh, well known throughout right. the boxing community, uh, and that's right. why you believe that you can help Lamana. But uh, can you just tell me right. and maybe the people out there what makes that system and what makes them Cuban fighters so difficult, like the style they bring? They're rhythm fighters. They're rhythm fighters. They're rhythm fighters, and I actually teach that style. So it's, it's, it's more of a rhythm thing, and they don't waste punches. They don't waste a lot of punches. It's just rhythm and timing, rhythm and timing, rhythm and timing. 
if you break the rhythm and you pressure them, but the pressure has to be smart pressure. It got to be smart pressure. You can't just rush in and shit like that. Like, it got to be tactful. And then it's also their punch system is different. Now, obviously, the amateurs change when you go to the polls. You know what I'm saying? But it's still pretty much the same formula, the same formula. So it's, it's just tactful pressure, tactful pressure. That's how Swift beat him. That's how Canelo beat him. Um, and with Lara, you know, Lara Hold is up, a coach. master of what he does. Hold but up, Lara, coach. I got go to get my little controversial <laughs> clip. So you think Canelo beat okay. Laura? Because there's a lot of boxing fans that think Laura beat Canelo. I think Canelo beat Laura as well, but I just want to be clear on what you saw. Especially since you're watching tape. Uh, right. I think, um, I think it was a close fight. It was a very close fight, and I can actually see where people will feel Lara won the fight. <clears throat> but it's professional boxing. It's not amateur boxing. And that's the difference. You know, when that style translates to the pros, Canelo was more effective with his aggression. Um, a fighter can win a fight working off the back foot. It can happen. A fighter moving, running, and doing this stuff. But I just felt like Canelo did a little bit more um, with effective aggression coming forward and pressing the action than Larry did winning off the back foot. So, so Coach, I, what I want to hope to see you change uh, in Lamana uh, is that he's like the type of guy that'll put his head on the other opponent's head and his earmuffs on and it's like you hit me I'm gonna I'm I'm keep my earmuffs up and when you finish I'm gonna unload my own one, two, or three and you know that ain't gonna get it done so I'm just hoping, you know, that changes. Right. Yeah. Is that nah, a thing we, that fighters we, it, do? It, um, Let me ask you: Is that a thing that fighters do? Because a tank, because you know, I, you know, you know, I get it in the race, so I can see myself definitely wanting a clinch and stuff because I'm tired. Or is that also a mentality right. thing? Um, it, it's it's a mentality thing, but it's also a matter of um, it's an art to fighting inside. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, a lot of fighters, you know, they'll go to clinch or, you know, just, you know, go back and forth. But it's 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 a it's a uh, it's a strategy with that too. You know, um, inside, you know, you want to use it. You know, if, if if fatigue is setting in, um, you know, an intelligent thing to do is to touch with soft punches, not not and not even soft punches, but just not just just light touches. That's a better that that's a better way to uh, define it. Light touches where you're turning the punches over, but it's just more so just touches to set up a big shot. You know, in in the process of that, you know, that's you, you can you can get your you know um, you can breathe and, and and put it together like that because you're not wasting so much. You know, you get guys in there who just like you said they just get behind the phone and they take whatever's coming. And then, you know, they'll fire their big shots back. And it's just like you're just making it harder on yourself. You know what I mean? You know, you want to use light touches inside and then find a big shot. And, of course, um, another thing is, you know, I'm a big footwork guy. You know, um, I'm not a fan of 
just sitting there going back and forth and you just sitting in front of the guy. You know, um, after you get off big shots and things like that, you need to be working your wheels. You know, create an angle, create space, um, pivot, simple fundamental shit that your part of me, fundamental things that, you know, as, as a teacher, a trainer, a coach, whatever, this should be being um, instructed with fighters, you know, from ground up. So um, it's definitely going to be uh, some 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 changes with with with, with conflict. Um, I feel uh, I'm I'm real close with uh, his his past trainers, and I felt like I have nothing negative to say uh, about neither one of them. Those are like my brothers in this boxing thing, but um, you know I you know and I'm not you can't change fighters. You know I, I don't believe in that. Um, I feel like you just can add on and 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 make adjustments. And um, that's what we've been doing, and I'm, I'm being honest. Um, I like what I'm saying. I like what I'm saying so far. I, I love it. Uh, Coach O, is it possible I can ask you, uh, this is Francis, the praying mantis from Canada, by the way. Um, I just wanted to know if I could switch gears a little bit and ask you a, a personal question. Is it possible you can um, right. break down who Nestor Gibb as a fighter is for us? Yo, what the hell? Come on, man. Hey, yo, say that again. <laughs> Can you break down Nestor Gibbs as a fighter for us, please? Yo, yo, this is supposed to be serious hour. Can, can, <laughs> break, break down Nestor as a fighter. Can I rank him? Break him down. Like, give us a breakdown of him. Um, Nestor... <laughs> Nestor is a nice total. He has a nice size for a heavyweight. Uh... You know, um, good jab. You know, he he's pretty strong. Good solid foundation. Um, the only issue with Nesta is, you know, uh, you know, Nesta gets a little tired, and when he gets tired, you know, uh... <laughs> <laughs> what happens, Coach? <laughs> you know, oh man, <laughs> you know, he starts complaining and, and uh, you know, pointing out things you're doing, trying to buy yourself time when you ain't doing nothing wrong. You know. <laughs> I can go on and on about Ness. Now, Ness is my guy. <laughs> oh, man, y'all funny. I got to love it, man. But, um, Coach, I just want to ask you, so uh, how's it been um, now that uh, when, when, when Horse is, is, you know, got a little injury, what, what kind of workout do you have him doing to protect the hand? Like, I know he's not hitting the bag, but is it the type of injury where he got to keep the hand in place? Like, what type? Of, how serious is the injury and what type of work can he keep doing? Um, so actually, he he it, it was a breakage. He, he he broke his finger. He broke his pinky. So um, you know he's gonna be out for like a few weeks. Uh, but um, right now you know it was it, it they 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 had it, you know they had it uh, in in a cast or a splint whatever it was. Um, he just got it out. So now it's just a matter of just movement and rehab and uh things like that. And then um, you know I just gotta make adjustments you know we've we've never had no hand issues with horse you know minor stuff but like never a break or anything like that and um but you know i already know the fix so you know when we get back it's just making adjustments with the size gloves and um i'll be wrapping his hands you know a certain way with a pre-wrap and, and so on and so forth to protect the hand better you know horse always always wrap his own hands as a lot of fighters do and he i mean he wrapped his hands great but you know, just moving forward, you know, I'm 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 gonna uh you know, put my own touch on that thing. Um and uh yeah, that's it man. But like in a few weeks, 
you know, once he's cleared, you know, we'll get back going. You know, Horse is young. He's a baby in this game. So, like, I'm not it's, – it's not a rush, you know, but um, we want to make sure when he comes back, his hand is A1. And um, that's going to be the case. And then, you know, once he's back, it's, it's go time. Beautiful, beautiful. Yeah. I, I, go ahead, okay. Oh, I just want to know. So, um, with Lamana, how has his training been like? Um, are you having running a lot of long miles or short sprints? Like, how's the conditioning going to be? Because, you know, Laura he comes conditioned. You know, he comes to throw punches and work. Like, yeah. what type of condition is uh is, is Cornflake in right now? Cornflake's in great shape. He's in great shape. Um, <clears throat> He's working with, uh, you know, his long-time conditioning coach, um, guy named Dylan, um, real good dude. Uh, you know, when I when I when I connected with Dylan, you know, um, I pretty much, you know, me and him discussed, you know, the layout for camp, you know, how I train and, and you know, um my daily routine and, you know, what I'm gonna be doing and, you know, I let him know as far as conditioning what I would need for cornflake to be able to execute. I feel like the conditioning has to complement the boxing. The boxing comes first. It's not the other way around. So, you know, I just let that be known from the rip. Like, you know, the conditioning really does need to complement the boxing. So, you know, it's it's, it's long runs. It's, 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 it's sprints. You know, we, you know, the guy, he's definitely doing his thing. And, um, Cornflake is, 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 is pounds in. Um, and, uh, yo, Camp's going great. That's all I can tell you. Like I, we, we, we three weeks out, four, four, four more weeks out. Um, camp's going great. Camp's going great. So, you haven't had any problems with Lamana, you know, wanting to do or not do certain exercises or eating certain foods. Like, you know, I'm, I'm, I, I just want to know because I mean, <laughs> you reporting everything being great. Uh, you know, that's kind of not normal, right? Like, fighters are never 100%, unless that's what you're saying, that he's ready to go. Uh-oh, did we lose oh, him? Oh, we lose him? Yeah, I think we lost him. Let's ask that question, he bounced. Yeah, we dropped. Yeah, we dropped. All right, all right. Well, that's that. Let me, uh, should we wrap it up there? Should we wrap it up? No, nah, he going to come back. You know, something probably happened. You want, you want Oh, that? is that, that, that's a co-main, isn't it? Ain't that the main? I thought that was no. a main. Laura ain't a main? main? No, I thought they're on the, I thought they're on the Ruiz car. Oh, really? Shit, think really? so. No wow, way. man, I might be wrong, but I thought that's how I Yo, was check reading that out an article. Check that out for us, Morehouse. But yo, in the meantime, in between time, you know what to do, man. You know I don't have to keep telling y'all. Go ahead and smash that thumbs up button, hit the subscribe button, yeah, hit the maybe, join button, sign up to Patreon, out. get your life right, get in the ring and swing if you bout that life. If not, three on three tournament. Tighten up your shoes, get on the court, get crossed up, dunked on. That's going to drop that bang on you. You know what I'm saying? Dude's going to be crossing you up. Whatever you got to do, you know what I'm saying? It's going to go down. Or if you just want to kick it, chill back, have a few, you know, adult beverages. You know what I'm saying? Talk to a few people. 
then the live tour show is definitely something that you want to check out. All BP Network, appreciate you. What we got next? What 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 we got next? Um, I was wrong, fellas. Jay. I was wrong. I was wrong. I was You're wrong. I was wrong. Okay. Yeah, That's so we got so. James Benitez, talk to me. James. Yo, 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 yo. yo. What up, what up? Hey, man. Hey, good Friday, man. Thank you for the good show and the good content and everything. Um, First off, man, I'm actually becoming more and more of a fan of Andre, man, from what I'm just hearing from his team and himself and everything. Man, Charlo, a big-ass duck, man. <laughs> big-ass duck, man. Yo, $7 million, man. <laughs> like, yo. Ain't no way in hell, man. You should have took that. You know, didn't Brandon Jacobs? I mean, didn't Brandon Jacobs just say um, he just started making M's? I mean, but but Jamal's so, come on, Jamal's man. argument is they that yeah, it was seven, but they some, never some, sent it. Some, they never he, sent he it. Mad, he, he mad. He mad over some what? Some some young some young boy shit. So when they were real young. Yes, but just can't also, move on from the past. Come yeah, on. Yes, but also the fact that they never sent an offer. Like, they just said it. Like, they never sent it. Oh, man. Uh, you know, sometimes a verbal offer, man, that's made on a public airway or whatever, man, that could be taken taken seriously. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So I think that he should have really took something more serious than instead of just trying to be passive. Because that probably would have been the best payday that he probably would have made at that point in time. You know, I don't know about now. But... Also, I like the fact of the things that you was talking about with uh, Shakur, man. Like, why only trying to do the WBO, the top rank side and stuff, man? JoJo Diaz and Tevin Farmer are some damn good fights for him, man. Oh yeah. Those would be like I would. I think those are almost almost maybe pay per view if they were to do that or whatnot for Shakur as a debut, just to test the waters to see. But I, I, if they can move Shakur a little bit better, man, I really think he could be. You know, up there with Floyd. Ain't that, that IBF shit, right. vacant though? Ain't that IBF vacant right now? Yeah, man. They, it is. They need to so, petition Shakur to get that shot versus Tevin or somebody or Rockamore. Nah, that's what Tevin is talking about. Oh, Galahad yeah. versus Dickinson is getting that? Yeah. Man, shit. Shakur, bigger name. That sanctioning body want to get money. They know what to do. Yo. Man. Hey, but end of the day, man, hey, thank y'all for all the content, man. Y'all have a blessed weekend, man. All right, brother. You too, man. Enjoy the rest of hey, your real day. Quick, hey, real quick, Ness. Uh, just off what the caller was saying, yeah. they said they offered Charlo $7 million. Man, I just looked it up. Every boxing news outlet is saying that his guaranteed money for that fight was $1 million. Now, you can't tell me that he made up another $6 million in pay-per-views against Rosario. I mean, come on, man. Who's Rosario? No, what do you we, mean? Ain't, we ain't talking about 54, Charlo. We talking about 60, Charlo. Uh, yeah, but I don't see him making more than that either. No, well, listen, listen. Uh, the on-paper game, you know, it, it, you know, listen. All right. Yeah, I guess you know, I guess you, you, gotta, you gotta look at it like this. You, you got to you can't follow the paper, man. Not, you not only that, just... not only that. Look, you you the only reason we know what Devin is making is because they 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 poking HS out. But as a promoter, you know he's making the three million because he's getting his he's getting paid as a promoter. So these guys are Lions only promotion as well. So it's just different, man. It's just different. They getting a check for the commission as a fighter. And then they'll get their promoters chat. 
You know, whatever that math is, I don't know. And then you're right. Yeah, pay-per-view upside if you sell enough. But at 120, I don't know that they sold enough. Keem, what up? You talking? Keem in the building or not? Call him not. Not. That's why everybody think the seven million is good, but the thing is that we ain't in their pockets. Remember, in his interview with Brian Custer, he said, Man, seven million, man, we get, we see that. We seeing that or whatever the hell he said. Y'all could go listen to it, play it back ninety million times. Like I heard it. I just can't believe it. No, I hear you, man. But listen, yep. this is what I said. Charlo don't strike me as the person that lies. And the reason I say that is because when when Danny Jacobs walked up on him and said, You ain't touching M's back then. He admitted it. So why would he all of a sudden change his tune now? No, I think he is touching M's now. I mean, their, their driveway speaks for itself. You can't make a million dollars and spend 500000 on a car. Like, just, you know, he, he was on a live with Devin Haney and tried to clown Devin Haney like, my Bentley truck is paid for. Did you lease yours? And Devin said, no, mine's is paid for too. So again, how much is a Bentley truck? Like, you ain't making a million dollars. People just want to follow the numbers because they want to hate. But, like, come on, man. Come on. All I'm saying, man, $7 million seems like a good offer. I don't it know. does. It does, but it could be better. Again, what about the fact that they that, that same broadcaster gave Mikey Garcia $7 million to fight Jesse? No belts. I'm, yeah. br- I'm bringing you a unification. You, you telling me I ain't worth a little bit more than them little guys? I can I mean, see yeah. both points. I can see both points. I'm just saying. And then we think about it when Charlo Sine is like, what? This is a unification. Canelo, he just fought for one belt versus versus uh, uh, Kovalev for $14 million. Just give me a little bit more. That's what he's saying, you know? And we'll I mean, make it happen. I mean, I'm, a hope, I'm hoping that's what he's saying. Even, even Andre is saying it, though. If you watch Andre's interview with Brian Custer, he says it like, yo, maybe they need to offer him a little bit more. This is a big fight. And listen, the winner walks out of there, the man. The winner walks out of there, and it's like Triple G don't want to fight him. He's ducking because now it's a unified champ. Triple G can't say, oh, I'm waiting on Canelo no more. Now there's a unified champ. So, you know, it puts a lot of pressure. If, if two of these guys, even if it was Charlo Triple G or Charlo Andre, if they fought, the pressure is now on the dude that isn't fighting these, isn't unifying. Boston Jared with the Super Chest says, no one outside of PBC knows how much these guys are making except for the IRS. When you don't make a counteroffer, it looks like you don't want to do business. I agree with that, and I can agree with that. You know, they don't want to make, they don't want to do business because they didn't counter offer. But again, what am I countering? An interview? Like, let's be real, gentlemen. Am I supposed to counter an, an Eddie Hearn Instagram live? Like, like for real. Uh, <laughs> Is send, that something you're supposed to hop me, and scop and jump off? Like, I don't know. Send me the, in the, send me the, the contract. Send me the term sheet. Let me present it to my fighter. Let me present it to his manager, advisor. Like, you know, don't. Would you sending me a link to an IFL video? Like, Ronald Finkley with the super chat that says, great interview. Thank you, buddy. And uh, Teddy B Midwest Sports Talk says, Ness, rant at the beginning is hilarious. What rant? I had a rant? I didn't even know. <laughs> I didn't even know, but I'm glad you enjoyed, man. You know? I love what I do, so, you know, it, you know, 
If y'all don't like it, then I would be fucked over because I love doing this. <laughs> Straight up. Like, no other way to look at it. Bro, we did three lives yesterday. And I be, yo, I'm be i always on my phone trying to get like a spontaneous interview. I hate those planned interviews because it's like conversation. It's like, boom. You know what I mean? But yeah, there is no such thing as equal pay in boxing. But maybe if we were under one promoter, man. Right, because those UFC guys seem to be happy with the the, the purses they get. You know? I think they're I just happy with the activity. Nah, they're happy because that's all they can get. They they can't go nowhere yeah. else. Calito, you reaching, man? So so Calito wants Eddie to draw up a term sheet only when Jamal Charlo publicly accepts an interview offer. <laughs> He said, Ness, don't be foolish. You don't draw up a contract without knowing if the other sides are on board. So, so, so Francis, I'm supposed what? to, I, I'm <laughs> supposed to be like, yeah, we're willing to offer Jamal Charlo 7 million. Jamal's supposed to hear my interview and be like, yeah, I'm willing to accept his 7 million. And then I wait for the term sheet, man. Come on, silly bitch. So that when you get the term sheet and you send it back and say, yo, I don't like the contract. You're going to be like, but you already accepted it. He could have sent an email and and stop emailing Louis de Cubas unless you're CCing Al Heyman. You know what I'm saying? Right. <laughs> you said well, that's I, what I, I spoke Eddie to Harris Louis. Goes, well, I, I thought it was Louis. Lions Promotions. I spoke so I to talked Louis. to Charlo directly. How are you going to talk to Charlo on your Instagram live? <laughs> hey, stop it, man. That's not where business is done. Yo, <laughs> Alice York sends a massaging dog happily massaging his cheeks with his mouth open thank you alice um yeah yo contracts calls money yeah Carlito, that's why you sent an email stop it man you reaching so yo these eddie hearn defenders jesus they're like the the mandalorian of of, of match room and shit they like Hunt anybody down that says something bad about Matchroom. Stop it, man. Like, you need to send something so they can accept. They cannot accept an interview. But, look, if you feel something was sent, cool. Charlo, you know, he contends that nothing was sent. That was the last words on the Brian Custer interview is, you know, what offer? You know? He said, only time I talked to Eddie was on an Instagram live, you know? He didn't reach out to any of my peoples. And Ronnie Shields says the same thing. So now everyone is lying, but besides Eddie. <laughs> you know, come on. But, uh. Any sense. Yeah, but what? It does, no, I was going to say those are all the callers. We got yeah, few, I wanted to. We got to do Skype, a, uh, uh, a prediction on, show. Uh, we got some, 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 some fights to talk about. Make some, some hard predictions. We haven't done a. We haven't done a betting show in a long time. I think today we should uh, kick it old school and do a betting show Bro, um, on the no, fights that we no have fights. on the docket. There's no fights to bet on. What are you going to bet on? What you mean? <laughs> There's no fights to you're bet gonna, on. What are you More, gonna... Just told you take 10 and a half yesterday on the over. Like, you're not listening? You got to check your headphones, champ. <laughs> right, 10 and a half <laughs> on what listening. over? What over? Tell them more. Over 10 and a half rounds. Who? Over 10 and a half rounds. Frampton and Heron. Someone asked about a, a parlay, and I'm I gave him two you, man. bets. Hey, we over here, we, we we bet, bro. You over there with your heads bet. in your pocket. I don't bet, man. I moved to a state that doesn't bet, man. I don't condone <laughs> betting, man. I, I, once I left Jers, is we don't do that, man. 
We don't do that. We don't do that. <laughs> yeah, no. I wish. I wish. I actually asked DraftKings to send me my hundred and one dollars back. I said, send that shit check check status to me, man. Give, <laughs> give me that back. Send it in the snail mail for me, man. Mm-hmm. Give I'll wait. That's crazy, man. But um, like I said, was, uh, Morehouse was talking about um, Heron on the scale, and he looked like he didn't have nothing on him. And before Morehouse jumped on, I asked Ness. I said, yo, to me, it either looked like Jamal Heron is in amazing physical condition or he looks overtrained to me. That's my personal opinion. Like, you know what I'm saying? It, 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 I don't know how he made it like comfortably, super though. drawn, like, huh? I don't know how he makes it comfortably, though. He made it made it by, like, seven ounces. That's crazy. Frampton came on, right bang on the number, and he's coming up from a smaller weight class. Or he did a couple fights. He fought his last fight higher at 135, I believe. But, I mean, Heron had plenty of weight to, to spare. It was crazy. So those are one of the things that I talk about. Is that going to play? Nessa, he's been training for the last three, four months, like straight, pretty much. Like after COVID, you know, and his fight, he's just been in the gym. And, you know, they train hard over there, uh, Bud's camp. So is he overtrained? Is he, you know what I'm saying? Is, or is he just in very good physical condition? That is my question. I know, yeah, you cut weight and blah, blah. I get all that, man. I get all that. But just how his brother looks, he just looks, he looks tired. I saw I saw an interview with Jamie Moore, uh, Frampton's trainer, and he said if we can get him past seven, they think that they got him easy. They might be able to get him out of there. They see, He said that with that little body fat on someone's body for his size, said he can't be healthy whatsoever. So maybe Frampton's looking to push it to the later rounds. That's why I think that over ten and a half is a safe pick. But I'm also picking Heron to get the decision. I don't Safe know. Safe pick, I think... fake pick. Huh? No, I'm joking. Did you say fake pick? Yes. Yeah. You terrible, man. What? What you mean? What you mean? Fake pick. You tripping. Anyways, man. I was that's, just that's... rhyming, man. I was just rhyming. Y'all taking it too <laughs> serious. <laughs> Yo, we talking uh, boxing, man. It is fight week. It's weigh-ins. What happened today? Everybody, you know, what I'm saying, get to eat, rehydrate. It's time to fight, man. Yeah, Jake and it's Paul, weird times tomorrow about too. To throw hands tomorrow. Weird like, times tomorrow, fellas. So just be aware. Don't be tuning in at you know 9 p.m. thinking you're gonna catch that fight because I'm, I'm not gonna lie to y'all. I'm not gonna lie to y'all. I'm excited to it's see the performances the tomorrow for Triller's uh, Fight Club uh, show, man. I'm excited. I want. I'm. I want to know who they got oh, performing. Oh, Jake Paul man. Fight, fight tomorrow? Huh? Jake Paul fight tomorrow? Yeah, in it, in it tomorrow? Oh, April seventeenth. Oh, seventeenth. Oh, my you bad. Tripping. I see. I'm so excited. I'm. I'm pushing it forward, man. You tripping, man? Hey, uh, and it's not even for for the fight. It's to see how they're gonna produce this. How's the production? I'm excited for that. Yo, Ness GTO Instagram and Twitter. Catch us on the next one. Arrivederci. Hey, everybody out there, you already know what it is. Moore's House 85 everywhere, but most importantly, Moore's House on YouTube. Make sure you swing through, check me out, like, and subscribe. And like always, I hope everybody is safe, and I hope everybody is well. Peace out. All right, you already know, man. Francis the Praying Mantis from Canada. Check me out at Next Up Sports Talk 
Also at the Weigh In Boxing on IG. That's Instagram or the Weigh In on YouTube. If you like boxing, come on through. Peace, TVV. Don't forget, man, hit that thumbs up button on the way out. Wash your hands, wear your face mask. Stay away from the COVID parties. We out. Peace.